good whatever time of the day it is for you who are listening. Welcome back to our eighth episode of Christian Concepts, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit different, and also next week's will be a little bit different. We're recording a few different people, one of them we have here with us right now, uh, but they're going to be recorded at different times. So you're going to see some transitions that aren't really as smooth as they usually are. Uh, but we're going to do our best to make them as smooth as possible for you guys. I do want to go over again that any sort of prayer request you have, please let us know. We got two in on our Instagram page the other day. I did not get permission to mention them on here, so I will not be doing that as of right now. Uh, but go ahead and give us a follow at Christian underscore concepts underscore JDP. Uh, Jesse is here with his guest, David. Jesse, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, y'all. So it's Jesse. Been talking for you know a couple, couple episodes now, so I think you know who I am. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, we got my friend Davey here. Met this guy um, in Worcester, Massachusetts, at the Apostolic Leadership Institute, um, and kind of just hit it off there. He's a real cool guy, funny guy, but uh, he's out in New Jersey. Um, He's involved with the Spanish Apostolic Church, um, does a lot right there. So, uh, David, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, and get right into these questions we have for you today. What's up? What's up, everybody? It's so uh, good to be on today. Um, thank you guys uh, for allowing me to join you and uh, hopefully, you know, share a little bit about my testimony. Hopefully, I can encourage someone and... Um, Whoever this reaches, I hope that you are blessed by what we will be discussing here today. And uh, yes, like Jesse was mentioning, um, I met him a few years back at this place called the Apostolic Leadership Institute in Massachusetts. Um, I just want to say right off the bat that it has been a great blessing in my life. If you are able to get out there um, sometime, I would encourage it. Um, the the joining of such great men of God that are able to minister to you and teach you and just kind of connect is really is really great and something that uh, any young person looking to get into ministry or actively involved in ministry, if you feel called of God to you know maybe do something, um, it's definitely a place that I would recommend uh, for you to go, the Apostolic Leadership Institute. And, yeah, like Jesse was saying, I'm from New Jersey. I'm in the northeast section of New Jersey, right by New York City. Um, and I've been, you know, I've been here my entire life, um, working under my pastor for for some years now. And uh, I just want to just want to briefly kind of tell you guys a small um, small bit of my testimony. And um, at the start of uh, my life, I was around maybe four years old, five years old, when my mother started going to church and, uh, she, you know, she was baptized in the name of Jesus. And, uh, I started going to church then and I went for a few years until my parents got divorced. Uh, when my parents got divorced at the age of seven, we, st I stopped going and I would not get back into church until I was 12 years old when the Sunday school director of my church invited me to, um, it was a vacation Bible school. 
and I went and I, I stayed ever since. And uh, it took me a few months to to finally take um, the the that decision of being baptized in the name of Jesus. Um, I was baptized when I was 13 on January 9th, 2011. So it's been it's almost awesome. going to be 12 years now. And, awesome! Wow. Um, yeah, I'm thankful. You know, thankful for what God has done. And uh, I just want to say, and I'm, I, we had a recording going on last night that got uh, interrupted <laughs> almost towards the end. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, that was. I'm, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was something weird that happened. So I just wanted to, um, I, you know, kind of pull back from what I was, uh, um, mentioning, and I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna try to get my thoughts as, as good as possible because I'll be honest <laughs> with you guys. I was very inspired last night. <laughs> he was going on, man. He was good. I was preaching. Oh, no. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, I was I was very inspired. On. So hopefully, I can transmit the same type of energy and the same uh, type of word uh, <laughs> to anybody that might need it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll just let God flow through you, man. It'll be fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited to be here, and uh, you know it's been a it's been a journey. Uh, I am licensed with the United Pentecostal Church, a minister, licensed with the United United Pentecostal Church, and um, you know it's it's always a journey, uh, and I'm thankful for the journey I've been on so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, you kind of told us a, a little bit about your background, kind of how you first were insured you kind of came back to it so when would mm-hmm. you say you first came to know um god through that uh right. like when, when did you first come aware of him i should say i guess okay that's a very good question well ever since i was uh, a young kid in sunday school i always paid attention i was not i was not like the best student at school itself but when it came mm-hmm. to Sunday school, I really enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. I kind of did uh, did pay attention to it. So a lot of uh, a lot of things stuck with me from a very young age. And um, after being back for a few months, and they started giving us classes in regards to baptism and and salvation and and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I I told myself like this is the truth. I know it's the truth. And I do want to get baptized, you know, and our pastor, uh, he he asked me because he knew I I had already gone through these classes. He asked me if I wanted to get baptized. I was like, yes, yes, I do. But yeah, um, in in the following service, when he when he asked who wants to be baptized, I I was kind of like battling with that. Like, should I raise my hand? Should I go forward? And um, I saw someone raise their hand. They went forward. Another person raised their hand. They went forward. And then I, you know, I guess he saw I was not raising my hand. But he, <laughs> in front of the whole congregation, he's like, "And also, we have David here who told me the other day he wants to be baptized." And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, that is true." And uh, he kind of he kind of pushed me a little in that regard and i i'm thankful he did because uh i was kind of very i'm a, i was a very different person at that time than i am now like i was very closed off um mm. 
I was not, you know, I was I, I had my guard up a lot of the times, you know, for for whatever reason. But you know, I'm thankful that he did push me to um, to take the 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 choice that I had already taken in my heart. You know, yeah. and that was only the start. That was only the start because uh, I would, you know, I would continue to struggle with certain things for for years to come. Um, but in terms of knowing God, I think definitely with the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes something uh, something special mm-hmm. that yeah. somebody has who has never received it does not have because i spent a little over two years like searching for the holy spirit like you know wanting to speak in tongues and and wanting to be spirit filled and um when i was 15 years old at a uh, save our children's holy ghost rally that's when i finally was able to receive it uh and that that drew me a lot closer to god than i had ever been before um in terms of maybe looking at my you know my calling or when god has has called us um i feel like there was a certain point where uh god was was dealing with me was dealing with my heart on certain things and um you know it it just it just broke me and this happened probably close to a year after uh me receiving the baptism of the holy ghost and it's mm-hmm. always, you know, it's always a process. You're always growing in this. So we're growing yeah. every single day. Yeah. Yeah, I like that right there. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, did you say you had any kind of struggles getting to that place of knowing God? Like, were there obstacles or some things in your path that kind of had to be removed in order to you know start really serving god and living for him consistently yes all right this is gonna sound a little funny but oh i'm ready for this (laughs) (laughs) believe it believe it or not when school was removed for me i grew my relationship (laughs) with god like i'm not if you know let me just tell you guys a little bit about myself at the age of 16 i dropped out of high school okay Mm -hmm. and it was it was a little weird because you know typically when you're 16 and you're in high school you're you're trying to enjoy high school to the you know yeah the 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 most like the, the most you're trying to do is enjoy high school oh yeah and i was i was like i was not i was not doing that i didn't want to um mm-hmm. and the only reason i waited till i was 16 to drop out was because i legally couldn't do it you know earlier um but i honestly when i dropped out of school that replaced certain friendships that were holding me back mm-hmm. i used to um yeah. i used to play football i used to do wrestling and my football games and football practices they prevented me from going to youth group, from going to our Friday night service, sometimes yeah. our Wednesday night service. And in, in, in fact, we had a couple of games on Sunday where I wasn't able to make it to church. So literally when those things got replaced in my life, I did see a big change. So it, it does sound funny to say that when school was removed is when I grew, but 
it kind of that's kind of how it went down um no i don't you know that yeah (laughs) and aside from that here's where you kind of see where your friends are or who your true friends are because there were certain people i was hanging around with that you know they they were doing certain stuff that um is not is not good not good stuff and Mm -hmm. i mentioned this last night that at an early age i um you know i tried my alcoholic beverages i tried my cigarettes and things like that and um i i did start to develop like a small addiction um to these things not alcohol but but cigarettes and and nicotine tobacco products um and all of that was uh honestly was was also due to my 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 close friend circle and mm. once that started getting replaced god you know started doing more in my life and and that yeah. was one thing that i know it was you know it was god and uh with with that choice to drop out of school um I also did find a, a big uh, piece behind it because it was something that I had talked with my parents, my guidance counselor, my principal, and um, they all kind of were in agreement. Like, yeah, you know, the school's not your thing, and and they were <laughs> they were all kind of supportive of it. So okay, awesome. Um, you know, I I wasn't I wasn't just uh, trying to get out of school to not go to school, but. Um, it's just like the whole atmosphere was not going with it with me, you know, and yeah, I enrolled in a, in a program and I got my GED three months afterward. Um, there you go. And I, I, and you know what the funny thing is? I started what? going to, I started going to college the following year. And while I was a freshman in college, my classmates were seniors in high school that I had gone to school with. <laughs> So that was that was pretty cool. And see, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you touched up on that too, mm-hmm. um, because I mean, one, that's a very mature thing to do to realize the situation you're in, and be mm-hmm. able to say, "Hey, this isn't what's needed for me right now, or at okay. all," and remove yourself from that situation. Because a lot of people don't have what it takes to one drop out of high school like that. Because I mean, yeah. as a society, as a whole, mm-hmm. we typically look down on that. Um, yeah. And I mean, but but doing that and then getting your GED and then going to college right after that definitely shows a maturity of, yeah, I'm not doing this just to get out of school. I'm doing this to get out of what's holding me back in my life right now. And that yeah. was that I'm I'm mind blown right now. <laughs> I know I wouldn't have had that maturity at all. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and I'm sorry to interrupt about that. But man, that just my, I'm. I'm totally touched by that. That was awesome. <laughs> amen, amen. Uh, yeah. So, uh, okay. So it seemed like there were some relationships, um, kind of there in high school that were hindering you from your relationship with God, and I guess uh, dropping out of that—that that was kind of a way God got you in a place where you didn't have as many distractions as many. Uh, people pulling you into a way that he didn't want you to go got you out of that onto college that and so that's awesome yeah like Pablo said I would I would not have had the maturity myself to attend I was like I'm out of school I'm done with school (laughs) (laughs) so um okay that's awesome um so are there some struggles that you 
kind of deal with now in this present time, um, like, you know, being an active Christian, living for God for years, right. are there still some things that come up that kind of hinder you or trip you up? And if so, like, are there some, what are some actions that you can take to like kind of hinder that, you know, strengthen your relationship with God and with, uh, you know, your fellow Christians around you? Right. So there is one thing that I feel everybody is uh, subject to, and that is distractions, distractions yeah. from the enemy. And our the very device that we are using right now, our cell phones, um, is is the source of, of a lot of distraction. Um, yeah. Even though there's a lot of great uses for the phone, uh, you know, like what we're doing right now, we can we can share some 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 good things we can use it for good you know we have our bible apps research whatever mm -hmm. they can be used for good our cell phones and technology oh, yeah. overall however mm -hmm. these cell phones they can be a gateway to certain things and yeah. i do want to talk a little bit about that um and kind of share a little bit more of my testimony in regards to you know what I went through and I uh, I just want to say at the age of nine I stumbled upon pornography for the first time um, I was only nine years old and as soon as I did that the enemy used that as a hook like as a trap for me because that would be something that I would struggle with for many many years you know even after baptism even after uh um, walking with God for a couple years, I, I would still struggle with it. And yeah. something that was always a hindrance was was my phone. It was something that, you know, if I wanted to look at, you know, pornography or or whatever, it, the phone was right there, right next to me. And all I had to do was a quick Google search. Mm -hmm. And that is something that the enemy uses. It, it, might, it doesn't necessarily have to be pornography. But it could be something as as subtle as as a TikTok video. You know, you could yeah, start. Yeah. You could yep. you could be you could feel bored, and you you go and you open up TikTok, and you start scrolling, and then before you know it, you've spent four hours, but you know, uh, behind mm -hmm. a phone screen, and and you've kind of wasted your time because yeah. during that that same amount of time that you used to to distract yourself. You could have been using that, you know, that time to maybe read a few chapters in the Bible, spend time in prayer. You could have been studying. You could have been doing so much instead of this distraction of, you know, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. And in terms of my my testimony about how God pulled me out of this uh, pornography addiction, um, I I was struggling with it. You know, I would, I would be good for some time. I would go back to it. Uh, and then I always, you know, I always felt sorrow within me. And I always did seek the face of God whenever this happened. And I, you know, I was, I was getting tired of doing that because I'm like, this is not, this is not right. This shouldn't be happening. So I, when I was uh, speaking with God in prayer, I was I was asking God to to you know break these chains and and to do this work in my life because I truly wanted to be free. I just yeah. I didn't know how and 
God showed me how with his word and the basic the basic thing is prayer and fasting yeah prayer and fasting um i started going on several different fast and prayer and there was one instance one weekend there was one instance and one uh weekend that i i remember i felt god you know leading me to do this which it was going on a 3 day fast which i had never done that before and um anyway i i it started friday and it went all the way till sunday night so um i did that and by the end of our service on sunday um which is right around the time that I, my fast was going to be up um our pastor gave an altar call i went and uh you know up to the altar and i was praying for god to do this work in my life that i had been praying about and i'm like you know god please send someone to pray over me please send someone and i ended up not getting anybody to go pray for me or pray with me so then yeah. i was like you know god what's happening so i i decided to just lay hands on myself <laughs> i decided <laughs> to lay hands on myself and um you know i i literally felt a burden lifted off literally yeah. felt a burden lifted off and um i'm thankful for what god did in terms of what we can do now each individual person is just have consistency in prayer um mm. i was telling jesse about this and i'm going to you know start wrapping this up i was telling jesse about this briefly uh yesterday that our pastor um or uh, l- let me start from the beginning that um at the beginning of this year i had a group of friends and i i was telling them i'm like you know there's a lot of people there's a lot of young people that left during this whole pandemic and they haven't yeah. returned to church there's a lot of um sons and daughters of you know of leaders of ministers and pastors that we know that are no longer serving god and you know i i wanted them to kind of intercede with me for them and i told them do you guys want to come in into church early at 5 in the morning um to pray and they said yes so i spoke with pastor and he he said yeah let's do it so you know we started doing prayer at 5 in the morning and <laughs> that's something that we we do now from you know monday to friday 5 in the morning and um i just want to say that it's been a big blessing uh not yeah. just the the time that you're able to to have with god but the also the the people that come and and that you're around they can really be a good support system for you know the the work of god in your life and you also have an, a, a chance to a chance to intercede and pray for others which yeah. Yeah. if you want to see the hand of god um moving in someone's life you know pray for them and that's been that's been a big blessing but yeah definitely consistency in prayer and consistency in the word is something that is indispensable for Amen. any any young person any person overall actually <laughs> oh yeah that is that is for sure and um i'm i'm honestly so moved by your testimony right now i'm holding back some tears even though i mean like it, it may not be super emotional to some people but i mean hearing what people have come through and excuse me uh and, and where they are now um, 
it's more than just I went through my own personal hell on earth and I made it. It's I went through my own personal hell. Some of it was willingly and God still loved me enough to let me come back. And then now you being a licensed minister with the UPCI, you taking your testimony and uh, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but thank you for sharing that testimony uh, with us today. Um, Yeah. And and honestly, it's been it's been quite moving. Uh, We are going to wrap this up, though, uh, simply a a schedule today (laughs) for other people (laughs) that we're recording. Um, I do want to thank David again for coming out with well not really coming out with us, but more recording with us from New Jersey. Um, yes. And I also want to thank Jesse, one, for being my co-host here. Uh, I would not, this would not have happened without Jesse. Uh, and also for <laughs> finding a guy like David. Um, so we're, we're going to wrap up this section. And again, I do want to reiterate that these transitions are not going to be as smooth as they usually are. So you're going to hear this and then you're going to hear the next person. Uh, but we'll go ahead and cross that bridge when we get there. In the meantime, uh just enjoy the little transition that we've decided to put in here and uh enjoy the rest of the show welcome back everybody we hope you enjoyed whatever transition i put in beforehand Again, transitions aren't going to be as smooth because different people, different recordings. Uh, but I am glad to announce that I have someone I met over a large group chat started by Annalise Delgado. Some of you may know her. Others may not. If you don't know her, she's a pretty cool person. I do recommend meeting her at some time. How to do that? No idea. Uh, but we've got Dylan here. Uh, he's, he's one of the people I met on the group chat. And uh, why I decided to pick him for this interview... Uh, I was I was kind of interested with what he had said, and it was going along with what I wanted to do for these next couple weeks anyways. Uh, but he, he had mentioned that he was wanting to get more involved uh, in his church and being choir, music, things like that. And uh, so I wanted to bring him on and ask him a few questions. How's it going today, Dylan? Uh, everything's going pretty good. Perfect. And Jesse's still here. And if you can't hear him in the background, he'll say hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> such, a, such a good little co-host <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll go ahead and get right into this then uh, so Dylan what made you decide to live for God and what was it that sort of drew you to him well for me I grew up in the church but you know as doing that I like never was in the church until I like started growing up like being 12 13 that's when I got my rebel ages and I like I, I denied Christ but 14, um, 14 and 15 is when I started getting serious about Christ. Is that seeing I, I was a witness to his beauty and I wanted to spread that as much as I can. And to me, it's more of like, cause I know it's more of like a spiritual thing for me, but yeah, I was a, what, what do you say, a rebel type of thing back as a kid? <laughs> yeah, we're being, being a rebel. I definitely feel that when I, I was uh, I went through my rebellious years, and I think I'm I'm sure as perfect as Jesse sounds sometimes. Right with his rebellious <laughs> issue. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, but I me, mean, everyone definitely has that rebel stage. Um, but but going into that into that stage, what helped you kind of 
get out of that so you could start focusing on God more. So at that time, of course, you know, being a rebel, I was like in my suicidal state. I was thinking of suicidal, but one night I had a dream so real of Christ that I woke up crying. And because of that, I I thought to myself that why am I living this way? Why why do I think it's cool or if it's okay to live like this? So in my mind, my mindset, I wanted to change everything and live for Christ. Wow. Amen. Yeah, that's that's definitely good. I, I know I've had a few dreams that I don't there's there are one dream that I know was of God when I was being rebellious and it scared the daylights out of me. <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty intense. There's a couple of dreams where I think maybe it was just weird pizza that I ate the night before. But um but yeah, no, I mean that that's definitely something that's an awesome thing to have is being visited with a dream. I mean, you, you hear about it all the time in the Bible. I mean, going for the quiz year for the UPCI right now, God appearing to Solomon in a dream, asking him what he wanted God to give him. And being able yeah. to communicate with God in that sort of state, I think, is awesome. I mean, there's definitely more ways to communicate with him, but I feel like that's a very intimate moment that you can have uh, with Christ, and that's that's just awesome. Um that's something I do want to move along with in the side of that, that rebellious stage or any sort of struggle. Um, when you were faced against struggle or basic or extreme, uh, what did you do to combat it and sort of get yourself back on track? Okay, so, like, for me as a kid, I struggle with ADHD, and I still do. Um, I'm easily distracted. So, like, even, especially with Christ, like, I'm easily distracted. Like, if a girl comes, like, recently I had a girl come into my life, and I know God was giving me all the red flags, and I was dumb enough not to see it, and so I got hurt from that, and I was, I was pushing myself away from Christ. So, in all that time, I, how do I explain this? I was more of, like, as pushing myself away, I was trying to get myself close to Christ. Like, there was one side of me saying, push me, put, go away, and one side saying, go back. Because you know how open arms God always is. Oh, yeah. Of course, uh, it happened back in February, March, around there of this year. But, uh, yeah, I went back into my suicidal area, and I just, I took myself away from everybody, everybody, because I needed to focus on myself more and focus on Christ and notice to realize that I need to, in order to love people, I need to love myself. Yep. That, that is definitely true. I mean, we're, we're God's creation. We're made in his likeness and his image. Uh, and I don't think people realize uh, even, even and this is something my, our executive pastor, or I don't know, I'll, I'll call him Pastor Smith because that's his title. Um, but he touched up on me one time. I was joking. Around. I was like, oh man, I'm so dumb. Cause I, and I did something dumb. I mean, it, it was definitely true that I did something dumb. <laughs> but he turned around and he was like, what are you doing? I'm doing something dumb. Like, no. He's like, you just called yourself dumb, right? Like, yeah. And it's not, this is paraphrasing it, but um, basically what he told me was, you're calling God's creation dumb. You're calling something that he did dumb. And this this goes for any sort of, I guess, self-loathing or, uh, I can't think of another phrase right now because my brain is completely fried. But anyways, uh, <laughs> 
I mean, getting into those low places where you're wanting to completely end it or you're wanting to uh, or you're just beating yourself up I mean in the end you've got to look up and realize you know I I am created in God's image I'm not God that's not what I'm saying <laughs> far from it um, but he made me exactly the way he made me right now and he made me with a purpose and he he made sure that I ended up this way and even even if there were some things that you decided not to do, like, oh, you know what? God wanted me to do this. I didn't do it. He still will have a purpose in your life. And he'll still work through that. And he'll still make sure that you're exactly where you need to be. And I'm getting more into me just talking instead of having you answer questions. Because that's definitely what I do best. <laughs> um, and so, so something I, I also wanted to touch up on is uh, in your daily walk with God, what is the biggest struggle you face right now and how do you sort of counteract that or combat it to make sure that well I mean, obviously if it's still a big struggle you're still struggling with it but what do you do to help get over that struggle so I this might again a personal subject but I've been dealing with the lust like the eyes of the lust or lust of the eyes flip that around yeah <laughs> lust of the eyes and um, for that I just Whenever I think of that, like think, I think of girls in it, like you know, in a type of way. I just get rid of those thoughts. Try, I try reading the Bible, read a book, anything that distra- uh, just distracts me from those thoughts. Like especially with Christ, and of course I got a lot of guys, guys friends, and when I, of course now that I got my license, I can go to their house and stuff and talk to them about it. And I do that too, and my youth pastor, uh, I texted him about it. That's that's yeah. perfect right there. I mean, seeking godly counsel is mentioned in the Bible multiple times. Where you're, you're if you're struggling with something, get someone who can give you godly counsel. Um, definitely distracting yourself from those thoughts is another thing too. Uh, we we did mention we did touch upon this earlier with David. Uh, he gave his testimony about how he was delivered from pornography, and that's that's something that uh, can definitely be applied here. I mean. In a moment, God can change things. I mean, he fasted for three days, was it? I mean, Friday to Sunday, was that right, Justin? Yeah. Yes, yeah. He, he fasted yeah. for three days, and he was able to overcome that. And we definitely can't do it by ourselves. Uh, there's there's a reason why the Bible says don't forsake the was the gathering of the body, the fellowship of the body. Basically, make sure that you're still with the body. Uh, yeah. And I think it's like the assembling of yourselves or something like that. Yeah, forsake not the assembling of yourself. That's what it is. Thank you, Jesse. This is why <laughs> you're here. You know stuff. <laughs> um, no, but but in all seriousness, I mean, seeking godly counsel and making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who can uplift you um, is definitely something that can help you with your walk. And I mean, uh, distracting yourself from the things of this world with anything at that point i mean i i know the things i struggle with if i could distract myself from all of them i would um but i also know that i need to seek godly counsel with the i i talk to my pastor smith a lot i talk to pastor bryant a bit more now um and i definitely go to shame because i mean he's he's my pastor son he's been through hell and back and he knows 
what's up and he, he gives great advice um but the tangent i went off on has led me to forget what the point of the whole story was which is okay because we do that often um maybe i'll just ask you oh did these struggle walk with you okay um yeah so i mean like that that's definitely a, a very good thing to do is seeking that godly counsel and making sure that you're with good oh this was the point i was going to make uh the, the Bible describes the church as a whole as a body um, and it talks about the hand shouldn't want to be the foot and if the body was all an eye where were the smelling if the body was all the nose where was the hearing um, and I mean making making yourself available to the body of Christ make it to where you're not only fulfilling your purpose but you're helping the other member of the body fulfill their purpose and it, it says when one part of the body hurts, the whole body suffers with it. When one part of the body rejoices, the whole body rejoices with it. And yeah. it's it's not saying, oh no, I'm hurting inside, now everyone's hurting the same way. It's, they feel your pain and they're going to be there to help you out with it. Um, yeah. Enough about what I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> and th- this is based off of a more private conversation that me and Dylan had. Um, over group me or whatever that app is, I can never remember the name. Uh, group me. I yeah, think. that's that's the one. Um, he he had mentioned that he was wanting to get more involved. Did he say this? I think he already said it. We'll ask it again, anyways. Um, he mentioned how he was wanting to get more involved in church, choir, music. Um, now the the question I wanted to ask is, why do you want to do more? What is driving you to do more for God? And what's driving me to do more is that, um, for me, I have been feeling spiritual lately, and I'm glad that I'm being more open to Christ. Like, I can hear his voice much more clearly. And in the Bible, we know it states that his voice is calm and is very quiet, but you can hear it as long as you open your ears. But anyways, um, I want I want to do this because I want to spread my testimony out to people. I want to see it. Because I've seen a quote saying that your testimony is the key to opening someone else's testimony. I mean, that's yeah. paraphrasing because I don't remember the quote, but <laughs> a very, it's very like mind blowing of how much God has done for me. Like, of course, we already know that He died for us, but going back two thousand years, yeah, that's He died for all of us for the love. Yeah, that makes me cry and like joy, tears of joy mostly because how beautiful it is he is and I want to do this more not for me but to spread him I don't want to do this about myself yeah, yeah that's that's awesome more and I mean I, I wish more young people would uh, get on fire for God like that and be like hey you know what he he died on the cross for me and that that's actually I, I love how you put that it puts you in tears but not sorrow but tears of joy um and I mean that—that's definitely something that is joyous. The cross is a joyous situation. It's a very bloody situation and a very painful situation, but it's still joyous because through that pain, through that uh, suffering, and through His blood, we're able to have forgiveness. We're able to make it to heaven, be filled with His Spirit. We don't have to have a priest go in every once in a while for us to atone for our sins. We don't have to have a veil separating us from God. There's nothing separating us from God now. And after after him dying on the cross, 
us being able to reach out to him whenever we can, whenever we we need to. Uh, but and it needs to be more than that. It does need to be a want as well. Uh, it does need to be something that you desire to do. Because I mean, I can praise God through the struggle all I want, but am I praising Him through the good times too? So it's like I, I got to make sure that I'm I'm staying on top of my spiritual walk, and I I do appreciate you touching up on that, Dylan. Uh, I mean, you you admitted to having those struggles, and you admitted to having those suicidal thoughts, and I mean, those those two things combined can be a very dark place to be in. Um, I know I I battled with depression and suicide before, and it's it's not a fun place to be in at all. It's it is it, it makes is dark. You feel more like you don't want to be alive anymore. It makes you like no energy to do anything. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it gets to a point where you look at yourself in such a low way that you no longer care about your life, and that's that's something that had to hit. That's something that still hits me hard whenever I think about it. Um, and I mean, it, seeing how God has brought me from that, and hearing the testimony of someone else being brought through that brings brings me joy. Uh, because I mean that that just shows me that I'm not just a fluke. I'm not just someone who happened to make it. That shows me God cares more than I ever knew before. Um, and of course, I I knew that, but now I have the proof. Now I have something to show because through your testimony, like you said, it it's the key to unlocking others' testimony. Um, and that what what's that one verse, Jesse? I'm sure you know. Uh, by the blood of the lamb, by the word of his testimony. Oh gosh. You oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I know it's in Revelation. I, I can't think of um, where it is right now. Let me look up blood of the lamb real quick in my Bible. You made, me, you made me think of that one verse that says, "If God be for us, who can be against us?" It made me. Think oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that that's definitely true. I mean, like, why why would we have to worry about anything and and I that who there I I don't limit that to just a who, um, because I mean if God if God be for us what can be against me? There's there's nothing that could be against me at all. There's no one no thing. And um, sorry I got distracted because I just found the verse that I was looking for. But um I'll try to finish up that thought first. Um, no one no thing. Gosh I cannot think through this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long hour <laughs> but uh yeah I mean, if we put god first not even our own selves can get in the way of our salvation uh and we yeah. believe it or not we're the biggest problems in our own walk with god <laughs> I mean, how how we let things affect us and how we let things move us is what makes or break our walk with god uh back to the story of Job, I don't know if I mentioned it in this interview or in another one, but back to the story of Job where he lost everything and he still praised God for it. I mean, if anyone had an excuse to turn around and say God was not loving, God was not caring, he had an excuse to do that. But in the but when he looked after all that, he said the naked came I into this world, naked will I go out, blessed be the name of the Lord. Or was that David? I'm getting uh, so mixed up right now. <laughs> but, uh, that, could, no, that might have been Joe. 
<laughs> Who knows, Joe? I don't know. Oh, man. I'm going to move on to my next thought before I say more wrong things. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and I said it to him, Sir, thou knowest, and he said it to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed the robes and have made the... Oh, that's the wrong one. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. Um, oh, oh, yeah. And um, that right there is just showing how much we can overcome by hearing other people stepping forward uh, and letting us know exactly how they made it. Um, and, and letting that be something that moves us as well and inspire us. I mean, we, we do get inspired by people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we can believe in God, which we can't see all the time. But if we can't believe in his people, which we can see, there's no point. Yeah. Uh, well, I think yeah, that was I... all the questions I had for Dylan. But I think Jesse was trying to say something, and I oh so rudely interrupted. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I, I like how, um, how you, Dylan, connected... Um... I think you had like that um, revelation of love is kind of how it's turned, but like seeing Jesus on the cross and having that kind of that vision and what he's done for us, that's kind of what brings, that's kind of what draws a lot of people in church and out of church to God is looking at what everything he's done. You know, he didn't have to do that. He was perfect. He could have found another way, but he chose that route because that blood was the only blood that would be accepted for us that was the only perfect blood ever to exist you know he was fully god fully man and that's another episode that we've talked about but you know he was that perfect lamb and because of that now we are set free and we can be free from our own selves from our own thoughts and there's freedom in serving god it's, it sounds very contradictory but it's really true and i like how you kind of put everything together um the suicidal thoughts and having that dream that really woke you up and you know seeing jesus on the cross um yeah so that, that was my own little thoughts on your little testimony but yeah it was it was awesome having you dylan thank you yeah uh, and we will go ahead and end this segment of the podcast uh i don't know if this will be the end of the episode or if this will be another transition so you guys will find <laughs> out about as the same time as i will know <laughs> Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll either be right back or we'll be back next week. Welcome back, everybody. It is part whatever I decided to be later on of however many people we have, I forgot, of this week's <laughs> uh, podcast. Um, no, we, we've been recording other people uh, for this segment and I thought it was only appropriate to get me and Jesse to have these questions asked of us um, Jesse has the questions in front of him that I wanted to be asked and that he that I want him to be asked as well um, so he will be the one reading the questions but he'll also be answering himself he's not crazy this is just <laughs> how, this is just how it's gonna go um <laughs> Okay. Uh, so we'll we'll go ahead and get started right now. Jesse, what was that first question again? Because I have the memory of a goldfish. I'm right there with you. Uh, so the first question was, how did you first come to know about 
and then eventually actually know God. So whatever your story is right there. Uh, I guess you can answer that first one right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually curious to hear yours just because uh, you're, th- this is going to sound, I don't know how this is going to sound, but your family, like when I met you guys, I was like, oh man, these guys are like the perfect family. <laughs> like there's no way we made a mistake in their life, which I know is, is most likely not true. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like I, I looked up to you guys so much when I when I met you guys. Um, but that's beside the point. The question was, how did I become aware of God? Um, so when I was four, uh, we started going to church. My mom had been in church beforehand uh, with brother Edwards, I think it was, over in Pittsburgh, which eventually mm. went to Pastor O'Keefe. Uh, or was it Pastor Edwards? Sorry, Pastor Edwards, which eventually went to Pastor O'Keefe. Um, and she, she used to go to school there, and uh, there was a bunch of stuff. I'm, I'm not going to give her testimony because I don't know half of what she went through. Um, but she eventually came back to church, and she brought me and her kids with her. I'm her mm-hmm. only real child. That's that's a fact. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> and definitely her favorite for sure. But. Um, <laughs> But uh, we we went to church, and I mean, I was four, so nothing really clicked at that time for me because it was hiding under the pew and playing with my Hot Wheels. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which which was normal for for kids, and I can understand that uh, mm-hmm. mainly because I did it. But um, <laughs> I think when I first became aware of him wasn't too long after. Um, I I don't really have a good timeline from ages four to now um (laughs) my my sense of time is pretty skewed when it comes to how things went in the process of my life but um i definitely became aware of him before getting the holy ghost and i I would say i was probably about five when it happened around that age Uh, but it wasn't too long after going to church and I I don't really know what clicked. I don't have those awesome memories like people have. Like, oh, man, I know the exact date I got the Holy Ghost. I know the mm-hmm. exact date I decided to follow God. I do not. I do not. Dates were not my thing. Uh, I wasn't really good at keeping track of time back then like I am now. Uh, but there was, there was just something that clicked one day. Everyone was at the altar. And I remember going up to the altar and just talking. I wasn't really praying, I would say, but I just started talking. I was like, huh, this feels kind of nice. So then I decided I might as well talk to God. And so I did that. And that, I think, is what pushed me forward to want to get to know him more. Um, And then definitely what helped push me to that point was Sister Souders. uh, Sister Derelette Souders, I do believe, was her first name. And mm. she was my Sunday school teacher, my first Sunday school teacher. Her son was my Sunday school teacher, and now he's my barber. So I mean that <laughs> it's it's just an awesome. He he's an awesome guy. She was an awesome lady. She did pass away a few years back, but mm-hmm. um, she she definitely taught me a lot when I was young and taught me how to stay in church, taught me how to pray, taught me how to uh, read my Bible and study my Bible when I was young, and that that really helped me with going forward in my walk at at a young age 
Um, and I, I would, to, to answer the question, it was one day at the altar, I just decided, you know what, might as well talk to God while I'm here. And that was really <laughs> what made me become aware, made me want to search him out more. Um, but yeah. we'll go ahead and ask you that same question now, Jesse. <laughs> well, <clears throat> um, growing up in church my whole life, um, I always knew about God. And that's why I kind of specifically worded the question this way, because, you know, as far back as I can remember, I was, you know, I was hearing people talk about God and about what he's done for them and how he's worked in their life. Um, and I, I didn't really question it, you know, for a while. Um, being homeschooled as well as, you know, I was pretty sheltered. I didn't see or hear a lot of things, you know, that maybe people see or hear in public school. Um, so I think it's probably when I first started kind of working and um, when I kind of graduated from high school and started going to college that I I started becoming aware of just how how much wrong there is out in the world and how messed up people are. Um, and I would say this whole time, I um, mean, you know, all the way up to college, I didn't really know God on a personal level. Like I knew plenty about him. I could quote scriptures and stuff, um, proving that there's a God and, you know, he wants to know you and, and all that. But uh, it took a while for me to go from that stage of knowing about God and starting to know God on a personal level, actually knowing God. Um, and I mean, this goes up recently till like right now. I mean, COVID, when COVID hit, that was, I, it's, I don't know where you're going to have this put in, but if uh, we already have uh, David's testimony and a lot of what he said actually applies to me with his, not so much um, the drugs, nicotine, but the distractions. I had a ton of distractions in my life that just really hindered me from reading my Bible daily and praying daily and fasting, you know, and doing all these things that we're, we should be doing daily or, you know, pretty consistently. And I kind of fell off that, you know, you can get kind of, uh, what's the word? Stagnant, I guess. Um, you know, if you don't have that personal relationship with God growing up in church, you know, you can just be going through the motions, just going to service every Sunday and, you know, your midweek Bible studies. But there's some things that was taken away from me during COVID. Um, and there's some commitments I made, uh, you know, when I, I just kind of dropped out of college and it wasn't that, you know, I, I hate I just hated this goal and I was kind of lazy and that's my whole fault. I just dropped out of that and I haven't gone back to that. But that in itself, like David had said in his testimony, there was people I was getting to know that were be, becoming a bad influence on me. Um, and, you know, the things that I was seeing there in college and, after you know, COVID hit, that was all for me. Um, I kind of was switching jobs for a little bit and and that also helped my spiritual health. 
um, because, you know, again, there's people there that out there, you know, I was getting to know things that I shouldn't be knowing in the first place. Um, and now I can look back at that whole period in COVID and I realized God, that was God's mercy for me. That was, that was my awakening call. And I know I've heard a lot of testimonies from people outside of church and inside of church that that was their wake up call for them too. Um, so, uh, for me, I know it's kind of weird to say, but I'm extremely thankful for that time that, uh, not so much that COVID happened, but that all these distractions were removed from me. And yeah, uh, now there's like so much time I feel I have that I can start investing and in reading the Bible, studying the Bible and getting to know God. And I'll just say this a little bit. I don't want to say too much, but, um, me and my dad, our, my relationship, I was kind of bitter in a little, in a sense, not, and I know there's, you know, no, there's no dad, perfect dad out there, but, you know, there's some things that I didn't agree on that he did and how he parented and all that. And I just had this really bad attitude for a while and I, I didn't really show it. You know, I just kind of kept it to myself. So I don't know if everyone, anyone ever really picked up on that, but um, there came to this point where I just started, I think it was God, honestly, it had to be God that he's just started opening my mind. And as I saw my dad changing into this man of God that he is right now, <laughs> and I've told this to uh, only about one friend I know, and I was getting choked up just telling him, uh, when you have a spiritual authority that there's you have a barrier between you and that spiritual authority. You're not going to be receiving everything that you need to be from him. And if, especially if he's your pastor, which is my case, my dad became my pastor after my grandpa had passed away or before actually, but uh, that's a long story. And, you know, I just had this kind of resentment and bitterness towards him. And as a result, I was not getting things from Sunday service and uh, Tuesday night Bible study for us. And when God started showing me the changes that I, I remember, you know, from a little boy, my dad being really strict and, and all these things and how he's changed into this man of God. And I see what God's done in his life and how he's worked on him. And now it, it's, it kind of broke me. And I was like, whoa. And as I grow older and I start to see, you know, start to mature, um, and I see that why my dad did the things that he did and he did it out of love and he did it because he wanted to protect me from all, all this junk that's out there in the world. Um, and I now, now I'd say my dad's like one of my best friends. Um, I feel very close to my dad and I'm extremely thankful for, for him. And he's, He's been probably my biggest role model in my life now. Um, and as and again, after COVID, it's, this is all after, you know, during or after COVID hit. It's all these things that God started showing me in my life that I was like, why, why this and why this? You know, what's the purpose of this? Why do I have this going on? And everything, it just, not everything makes sense. There's some things I still don't know why, why it happened, but with the things that have happened in my life that God has showed me, I, I feel like I can trust that. And 
I know I've taken up a lot of time, so uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we'll go to this next question. I don't want to take up too much time here, but you're fine, bud. <laughs> um, so the second question is: Were there any struggles in getting to the place of knowing God, um, and if there are obstacles that were hindering you from? Uh, getting to know him and, tr- and trying to serve God um, on a daily basis. Um, yeah, you can start yeah, answering get, that. Yeah, I get the question. <laughs> um, <laughs> there were there were definitely struggles and obstacles for for me, uh, as there is for everybody. Uh, sorry about all the noise in the background. I just shifted in my chair. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I mean, the, the biggest ones for me I, I think the biggest one for me was trust. Uh, not just with God, but with people. Mm. Uh, and I, I I say this would this started affecting me around the age of 12 when trust was really affected. Um, and it was because of something that happened in the church that I was attending at that time. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to go into the details because if I do, it ends up being gossip, and that's wrong. The details for this do not matter. What mm-hmm. matters is I went through something that happened in the church. Trust was lost from me, or by, no, how is that? I lost trust for ministry in general, mm-hmm. and I lost trust for people in general. Um, after seeing people do what they did. And it's, it's kind of hard giving this testimony without going into details, but I don't want to, um, I don't want to gossip about anybody. That's not my goal. I don't want to put anybody down because in the end, we're all human. Yeah. We all make mistakes big and large to our books, but the reality mm-hmm. of the situation is God doesn't see you as, oh, you know what? This is a class A sin. Uh, your, your sin's more like a class B yeah, you got like a class D sin. That's not how it works. It's sin is sin, yeah. and that's it. I could murder 20 people, and God would see that the same as someone telling you a lie. Yeah. Which is which is crazy to me, and I, I can't comprehend that. But that's that's not the question I'm answering. Um, but trust was lost for me, and so when I went to the next place, it took me a good five years to really actually trust anyone in ministry. And then not too long after that, something else happened, and I had to switch churches again. Um, And it it may... Some people can live in that situation with what happened and be saved. I'm not saying that it was something that you can't be saved under. But the thing is, I knew too much about certain things to stay there and remain saved. It affected me too much for me to stay saved there. And so I had to leave. Uh, otherwise, I would be putting my own personal salvation at risk. And it, it sounds selfish, but in the end, what's the point of me doing anything if I'm not going to make it to heaven myself? Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to go. And that is where I went to. I, I'm now in Brentwood. And first year, I helped out with things. I helped break down and set up service because i mean we had no building we still have no building and so i would help break down set up because might as well i'm here early anyways and i didn't trust anybody nobody i didn't want to talk to anybody 
I knew a yeah. few people from a couple of events and from a couple of other, like I, I met a few people at my grandma's funeral who ended up being there. Um, and what really started to turn the tide for me uh, in that trust was when I met Shane, which we'll have on at some point in this show. Uh, it was, I'll, I'll never forget it. We were, we were at uh, Deloso Farms for the Christmas light thing. And you get like a hayride through all the Christmas lights that they have put up. And it's awesome. And mm-hmm. what are me and Shane doing? We're making extremely dark humor jokes <laughs> <laughs> back and forth. And you, some people would say, well, why, why is that what connected with you? Why is that what helped you trust again? Well, he's our pastor's son. And he, we, which, which your pastor's son as well. And what people don't realize, and I'll, I'll hopefully speak for you correctly. I don't know if this is exactly what you go through, but what, what I've seen is the pastor's son takes a lot of the attacks that come to a pastor. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking spiritually. They do get spiritually attacked, but whenever someone wants to verbally attack or physically attack a pastor, they're always, they're most of the time always too afraid to go directly to him. So they take what they think is an easy target and go for their kids. And yeah. it's wrong. It's not right. But Shane had been through that. And I I knew he had been through that because I knew exactly what pastor's kids went through. Mm-hmm. But after talking with him for about maybe an hour or two, I never would have guessed he would have ever gone through it. Because yeah. of his attitude at that time. And there's there's times when you can be mad about certain things and I'm not saying he never gets angry uh, I'm not saying Jesse never gets angry I've never seen him angry <laughs> but I'm not saying he doesn't get angry um, and I and I hope I'm never the cause of any sort of anger like that um, but I've seen firsthand some of the things that he's gone through and I've seen firsthand the effect that it's had on him and I'm not, I'm not at liberty to say these things. His own testimony, he can tell it if you want. Um, but the thing is, watching him go through all of that and still live for God and still go up to church on Sundays and still help set up and still help with the drums and still help with the soundboard and still help with everything that he helps with. I mean, he's got, he wears many hats and he's got a ton, ton of things on his plate and yet he still does it. Sometimes it's hard for him, which is why I, I try to help him out as much as I can. But I mean, with his expertise, I I help almost not at all. <laughs> I, I sometimes hinder him, and he's <laughs> it's hilarious. But yeah, um, but I mean, seeing seeing him go through what he went through, and still trust in God and still trust in ministry, that that really moved on me, and that really affected me, and that helped me trust uh, his dad and his mom because I, mm. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure this happened about a year after I started going to Brentwood I walked up to my pastor Pastor Bryant and I looked at him and I was like I don't trust a word you say and then I just walked away <laughs> I was I was I was in a very bitter spot and I I'm the kind of person where I typically if I want to say something I will say it I don't care um god has had to work with me on that and that's another struggle is that i had was speaking out of turn um but 
but the big thing was trust. And once I started to trust them and see who they were and see, okay, well, these are just people too. And that's, that's something he had to tell me as well was we're just people. Mm. And he, he helped me forgive. I, I don't think he knows it, but he helped me forgive the previous parties that were involved in my trust issues because he was like, they're not just some person on a pedestal that's perfect. They yeah. went through a lot of the stuff that you went through, probably more so. Yeah. And they just finally let humanity win in one instance. And it, mm. it happened. I mean, I, I know I've sinned so many times, and now that I think about it, well, God still uses me, and God still forgives me. Why am I not forgiving them? And so the, yeah. the trust was fixed at that point, I would say. Uh, I still... I welcome people with open arms at arm's length. <laughs> so I, I, I trust them and I open myself up to them, but I make sure they're far enough away to where I can adapt if I need to, if that makes yeah. sense. But um, I, I try not to hold myself out for it or hold, hold out on people uh, for the fact that I know God would let them stab him in the back while they're hugging him if it meant mm-hmm. that they would be saved. And after after talking with Shane for about two hours, I started to trust again. And so uh, that's that's what helped me remove the obstacle of distrust. So I'll let you answer the question now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think I kind of actually covered uh, pretty much all of that for me. Um, trying to answer that first question the struggles and getting to know God um yeah I think I don't know if I have anything I mean there's always more to say but oh yeah for time's sake (laughs) I mean we're doing um, time right now so I think we're we've we'll probably wrap this up in a few minutes but what was the next question because I can't remember that uh, the third one's what are some struggles that you deal with now Ooh. Um, and are there any actions you take to help uh, remove those struggles and strengthen your relationship with God that there's always struggles like I said mm-hmm. earlier um, and I think you touched up on the biggest one for most people today was the distractions mm-hmm. uh, I know my my screen time gets kind of high uh, for the podcast and for Instagram. And Mm -hmm. I'll be using Instagram. I'll be trying to think of something to post for our page. And then I'll end up getting bored and scrolling. And the next thing you know, two hours has passed by. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And and things don't get done. I mean, that and that's not just for spiritual life. I mean, you sit there for two hours on your phone or on a game. I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm not saying... I'm not yeah. with this. This is me struggling with these things. Um, and the next thing you know, you've neglected your daily activities. And yep. like, oh, I, I didn't clean my house today for X, Y, and Z, and all I did was mm-hmm. play video games. It's mm-hmm. good to be distracted sometimes. I will say that. Sometimes you do need a distraction, but yeah. the distraction cannot remain there and become a habit. And mm-hmm. that is something I struggle with a lot if you've met my mother she will tell you the same thing (laughs) Um, like even even when I was bible quizzing she has a video of me somewhere rolling around on the floor with one of my arms tucked in my shirt laughing at like I'm a bird 
while I'm quoting my verses. <laughs> and it's, it's honestly embarrassing, but I mean, it's, it's hilarious at the same time, too, because I would be distracting myself while doing something I wanted to do, but not fully. And mm-hmm. so to remove that or to help me remove that, it's literally just prayer and prayer and reading my Bible. That's what helps yeah. me do that, because if you set a time for yourself to be dedicated to something like this podcast, mm-hmm. for instance, when this podcast is on, I am rarely ever distracted. Uh, I'm I'm pretty focused. Uh, yeah. I, I think the biggest distraction for me today was my nose, and I couldn't blow it because I couldn't find a tissue. That was it. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that's and that that's telling me something because I I've come a long way in that sense where I used to be the kid in in class that would talk to his neighbor, get his neighbor in trouble because I couldn't pay attention for anything. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, like I would, I would be messing with my pencil. I'd be messing with my shoes. I'd take my shoe off, slide it down to the front, act like I accidentally kicked it over there, walk it back to my desk, I mean, just <laughs> just to do something. Um, and I, I think what's helped me is just prayer and reading my Bible and dedicating a time to make sure that I can focus on God. And whether it's for the podcast or whether it's for Bible quizzing, since I'm a coach now which has been mm-hmm. amazing to watch some of these kids. Uh, excuse me. Uh, and I mean, some of them, it's, it's a little harder to watch, <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's like, I, I have to look at that as, well, I was that same kid that didn't want to study. Or I was that same kid that had trouble learning these verses. Or, and it, yeah. it's been hard, but watching them dedicate their time also helps me dedicate mine because now it's not just Oh well, if I don't do it, I'm the only one who's punished. Now it's if I don't do this, they're all going to be punished, and mm-hmm. I'm not wanting to punish them. I'm wanting to make sure that they succeed. But if I don't move away those distractions, then I'm not going to be able to do that for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess something I struggle with still to this day is. <sighs> I have this really bad habit of comparing myself to others. Oh yeah. Um, That'll do it. Yeah. And, um, and it can get really discouraging. I don't, I never really, I mean, I have, but I rarely ever compare myself in a, like a positive way or, or in a way that I look better than someone else. But it's, for me, it's always the opposite. Um, I have this kind of a pessimist kind of, view i i always i can see what's going to go wrong before i see what's going to go right kind of type of deal so when i compare myself with others i'm always comparing myself to people that i really look up to and respect and i'm like man i'm not even to that level and it and it's and it's hard for me it's just discouraging sometimes um i'm like should i even continue doing this like living for god i feel like i'm way way behind but then it's preaching and reading the Bible that reminds me we all have our own races to run. It's yep. not me against brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. It's me against me. And that's what that's what really helps me. And I can look back in, in my past and see what God has done and how I've grown. Um, and I know I still have, there's a, you know a lot more I can still grow on. And there's a lot in the future but 
I can look back and see what God's already done in my life. And I'm extremely thankful for that. And so uh, for me, that's, that's, um, that's kind of a big thing that I still struggle with to this day. And sometimes I like to, I mean, for multiple reasons, I uh, will fast from social media or, you know, whatever, just because, yeah, sure, you can spend a lot of time and yeah, it's a big distraction. But for me, it'd be like, man, these people have it all together, man, these people are doing great. And I know what's happening in my own life. And I like, I don't, I don't feel like I have it all. I feel like I'm a still a broken mess, but that's how we are. And God's continuing to mend that. And God's continuing to work in me. And I guess in a way it comes down to trust. Like you were saying, I just have to trust God that I know I don't, I'm not a perfect guy. I have a lot of mistakes but I can trust God that he's going to continue to work in me as long as I let him do uh, the work in me, as long as I continue to have uh, him have control sense. So oh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of something I still struggle with to this day. Um, and I guess uh, we can get to this last question real quick. Uh, what advice would you give to anyone trying to serve God and do right? Um, and specifically, I guess this is kind of for if we have any younger people listening for the youth, what can our youth do to be on fire for God? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. And I think it comes with one of the simplest answers. Pray and read your Bible. Yeah. And when you're reading your Bible, pray. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, uh, I, I think that's, no, I don't think I know that's the perfect way to get closer to God. I mean, you feel discouraged, pray about it. You feel you still feel discouraged after that? Read your Bible. If you if yeah. you are ever feeling discouraged, read the book of Job. <laughs> and you'll realize, <laughs> oh man, I didn't I don't have it bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> Within a day, he had all of his sons and daughters killed. He had yeah. everything taken away from him, and he was covered in uh, actually was that within a day or was that with I, I think the boils came after that but um but within a day he lost everything within a week his wife turned to him and said why don't you just curse god and die yeah <laughs> and he's sitting there like nope i mean there was a point where he started complaining to god and god rebuked him for complaining because i i can't remember the whole context because i mean i'm i'm trying to wrap this up as fast as possible but and anyways the for the youth for anybody pray and read your bible that's that's really the biggest thing oh well i don't have time to pray or read my bible wake <laughs> up five minutes early oh, yeah bless <laughs> <Lift> me <laughs> but i mean like wake up five minutes early and pray and then when you come home instead of doing your homework right away read a chapter of the bible i mean if yeah. you have to if you have to start in psalms where some of the chapters are like eight verses long do mm -hmm. it do it yeah. there's no shame in that there's no shame in saying i'm making the best effort that i can right now yeah and that's and that's something Jesse touched up on with um the comparisons i mean i i've definitely been compared to other people in negative and positive connotations i don't like either of those yeah <laughs> I'm, just, no, I'm not i'm not like this person i'm, I'm like me like that's, yeah i'm not I'm me. <laughs> I mean, like, like, oh, you're just like your dad. No, no, I'm not just like my dad. Or, oh, you're just like your mom. No, definitely not just like my mom. 
even if it's a positive <laughs> way. No. Yeah. Um, and and that can be, that can definitely be discouraging. And I've I've definitely done that to myself before, and mm-hmm. I hated I hate it so much anyways that I it didn't really make be a struggle for me. Like man, I'll never be as good as the first one. Like, no, I'll be better. <laughs> <It was like, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> like I immediately turned it around, which uh, I had to knock that down though, because that was definitely a pride thing. The Bible does. Yeah. Too. Uh, you can think high, more highly of yourself than you ought to. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that that was something I also had to struggle with. But ba- basically, for the young people, for anybody really, you want to get closer to God, pray and read your Bible. Yeah. I, if you if you don't know where to start for reading your Bible, find a Bible study. Ask someone mm-hmm. for a Bible study. Go to, I guarantee you, you walk into any church and be like, hey, I want a Bible study. Someone's going to be like, here, come to my house at such and such time. I'll pick you yeah. up. I'll provide food. I'll provide food. Like, someone's gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my short ish answer. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, I'll just throw a few things in there real quick before we close it up. But uh, uh, for me lately, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts on preaching. So uh, our the church I attend, we have our own uh, podcast from you know our Sunday services and mm-hmm. our Tuesday night Bible studies and all that. And um, I'm totally for re-listening to um sermons that you've heard like you you know you're there in person but i don't know there's something about it when you're re-listening to it there's always more there's there's always more to the message than you thought there was and so you can get some stuff the first time and then when you uh, listen to it the second time around you're like whoa this is there's some stuff i missed here and whoa this is clicking and also um by doing that you know reading the bible you know there you can you know learn a lot and god can reveal a lot of things to you but sometimes and for me um personally you know sometimes it just doesn't make any sense what i'm reading like i have no idea what this is saying and then i'll go to church sunday and the pastor will open the bible and read from that the same passage you had been reading you know whenever you had read it and he starts expounding on it and you're like whoa that's what this means and and maybe your own pastor hasn't talked about it yet and that's why i love listening to all these different as many preachers as i can around you know around the nation around the world um there's there's people that have this great knowledge of the scriptures and it really helps illuminate and uh helps you understand what the word of god's trying to tell you um and also on top of that is um it's just investment more investment if you want to be more on fire for God, you got to invest more in God. So, you know, sometimes that's going to be making some sacrifices. Maybe it's going to be, okay, I got to cut out this time that I would do to, I don't know, play this game or watch this movie or whatever it is that you do for entertainment purposes. Or maybe it's, you know, something else that you have to cut out time because honestly, God should be our priority in everything. We're, we're here for him and you know, we can get so caught up in just the mundane and, you know, going to job and school and, and, you know, that's important for sure. But God is the focus. It should be the focus for us. And if we're going to, you know, try to be on fire for God, if we're wanting to be closer to him and be more like him, then obviously we're going to have to know more about him and know him more personally. And that means, you know, reading the Bible more, praying more, fasting more. Like I said, um, listening to podcasts on preaching um there's there's so many things that you can do so 
um, I'll just leave it at that. Those are some quick suggestions that I have that I do in my own life. And that has really, really helped me out. So I'll turn it back over to you, Pablo. Wrap it up for us. Yeah, um, that's definitely all good. I definitely spaced out for the last 10 seconds, I want to say, because I was trying to <laughs> do two things at once. Um, <laughs> <let's try laughs> this time. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I mean, yeah, we we've definitely covered these questions. I I do appreciate all the testimonies that we're going to be hearing today. As of right now, we've only recorded David, um, mm-hmm. and I do want to, like I reiterated at the end of David's recording, uh, these transitions aren't going to be as smooth as they usually are. So you're going to hear like a lot of welcome backs, and the endings are going to be a bit strange, like this one. Uh, but we'll go ahead and we'll go to a quick break, uh, and we'll see you after whatever and. In- you know transition i put in there (laughs) (laughs) yep all right we'll be right back 